0: Hello, 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 everybody.
1: Hello, 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 everybody.
0: Just let y'all know, we did this already. But the, <laughs> our website is down, like, and we're not sure if what we did recorded. So we actually were had were already 30 minutes into this episode. <laughs> so we're about to give y'all a real quick...
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be even better, though, because we already practiced. So we're yes. fine. Right, we're fine. And I'm even tipsier. So we're going to make this real right. quick.
0: So how have you been doing this week? Good girl, me too. So then the drink <laughs> for the episode today, um, I am dripping, drinking um, a mimosa. Dripping, Dri- dripping yeah. drinking all of it. Mimosa, a lot of champagne, a little bit of orange juice. Get it with it. Go make yourself orange a flavored champagne. With that. Um, I like orange-flavored champagne
1: um so yes that's that's a drink of the episode honey
0: i got my little my champagne glass um anything you want to
1: add i just said orange flavor champagne
0: thank you so much that was such a needed addition to what i already had said i don't I know what we would first, do without
1: you i said it first uh, there's no evidence of that because that episode didn't save but i said it first before you said it just now uh, beautiful but gowns it, it's recorded so beautiful gowns okay you can yeah. go ahead
0: so, yes. So for today, um, we're giving you a special episode of Hot Tops.
1: This is and serving you up, by the way. We didn't say that. Oh, right.
0: <laughs> yes. So, yes. Um, let's rewind. Yeah.
1: Can you hear this? Can you hear this? Hear what? There's a dog upstairs that like sounds like somebody's murdering. can anybody hear your dog? I can hear it. Well, we can't hear it. I'm pretty sure it can be heard. Y'all can't hear it. You don't even hear me talking to you, so I'm pretty sure that other people can hear it. Yeah, and I'm responding to you. Okay, go on. Y'all
0: see the attitude I have to deal with? Um, this is Serving It Up Tennis Podcast, um, bringing you another one of our episodes. Um, I'm me. And I'm You. Yes, he tried that earlier, and it wasn't funny then either, um, because it's only one me in the world. Um, And for today, we're giving you a very special episode of just Hot Topics. So today's episode is Hot Tops and Juicy Crab Bottoms. Um, That's not going to be the
1: name of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you guys know. (laughs) So we're going to give you some quick um,
0: hot topics, some things that we thought were interesting that happened this past week or or since our last episode. So since we were already 30 minutes into our previous episode, we're actually going to be setting a timer. So each topic, we cannot discuss more than five minutes. So if you hear a timer go off, that's what's happening. And when the timer goes off, we are moving on to the next topic. So the first topic is... Are you ready? You ready? You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. (laughs) Clay. We are now jumping into clay court season. We have left hard court and we are getting ready for the green clay, the red clay, no longer the blue clay. The French Open. Y'all heard? Them girls then took over a whole extra week of the calendar and delayed by one whole week. What do you think about that? What do you think about
1: that? The, uh, the caucasity.
0: The, oh, not the caucasity hood.
1: The caucasity of them. You calling
0: the French Open the Karen?
1: Yeah, they're the Karen of the Grand Slams. For sure, no doubt about that. Well, child, you know, the T he he is the French opens the job which is gonna do what we want you to do when we want you to do it, just like last year.
0: <laughs> so yeah,
1: so yeah, I'm I'm a little tipsy, and everybody's doing it too. That's the problem. Well, for right. that one turn it meant because Humboldt was like, no, I don't care. I can't right. remember which one it was, but he was like, I'm not moving. They, a lot of people do bend to the French Open. We talked about it
0: earlier um, because it's a Grand Slam. So I think the biggest issue is going to be for the grass court tournament after the French. Because as you know, a few years ago, they added an additional week in between the French Open and Wimbledon. So now what the, those grass court tournaments, what are they going to do? Are they going to cancel? Because clearly big names like Nadal, Medvedev, Djokovic, team. They're not going to miss the French Open to play, let's say, happens to be Halle or something like that. They're not going to do that. The biggest thing they might draw is Federer because, you know, he's not playing the clay court season, or Serena. Lord knows when she's going to play again. Um, so I think it's going to be those grass court tournaments that suffer. Um, the reason the French Open did this is because their plan is if they delay a week, it'll give them a chance to get more fans. Ooh, somebody's phone is not on sound. You better do better, sweetie. Um, if they delay a week then they can have more fans come and they can make more money so that's why they wanted to delay it well not one that's why they officially delayed a week so
1: they are here i mean that makes sense but it's i still i read read an article where it was like also clay court tournaments that were affected by it too though like there's like a bunch of smaller ones that i guess are after the french open or Mm -hmm. after when it was supposed to be Mm -hmm. that it will also impact and i feel like that's pretty shitty considering I mean, OK, you're the French Open, but it's like, what about these tiny tournaments who really do need the biggest names that they can get to come? Right. And, now and that that's is a good happening. point. I didn't, I didn't think about it because I often think in my mind, like once the French Open is
0: done, clay is done. But you're right. There are all small tournaments that happen right after. Like sometimes when these players lose early, they go to these small tournaments um, and get some more points or some
1: more money. So that that is trifling that they did that to these tournaments. So you're right. You know, right. And I, you know, a lot of them are, I guess, I don't know. How does the French, why are they a separate entity? I guess the French federal tennis. It's the thing is, the tennis, is, tennis is weird
0: because there's an ATP, then there's a WTA, and then there's the ITF, and then all of the Grand Slams operate individually. Right. Which makes no sense. So I feel like this should just be an umbrella of all of them. Like I feel like before a Grand Slam can make a decision, I feel like all of them should have to come together. But they really don't have to. It's if they do it out of courtesy. So the French Open, they operate on they their don't own. Have no courtesy. <laughs>
1: they, have, they have no courtesy. No <laughs> they ain't got no um. They ain't got no coof. No coof, right? No, coup, no, decorum. No, decorum, no decorum. No decorum. <laughs> they ain't got no decorum.
0: Out I here I drinking out of a... Girl, just doing the most. Drinking you. What, what are they drinking in, in, in France? What do they drink? I don't know what they drink in France. What they drink?
1: Wine. Don't they drink wine? They drink wine? I don't know, girl. Don't know drink, girl.
0: But, you know, whatever they drink, <laughs> it ain't cute. And we need to put them on mute.
1: <laughs> okay. Copy that. They are rude, though. So, I like, this does... Sorry for anybody. I do think we have one person. From, if I can't remember, I think France does pop up on our thing for some reason when that tells us, like, who listens where. So, um... It ain't you, girl. No siento in Spanish to French. I don't know how to say we that.
0: We ain't mad. We ain't mad at you, but that the French Open is trifling. They, they did it last year and they're doing it again. Um and yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens and how these tournaments are affected. Because again, for me, if I like I might not do well at the French Open, but I could do well at this smaller tournament and get money. Um and now it might be canceled. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. But yes, yeah, they are officially delayed um a week.
1: Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I mean, it just impacts so much because then it shortens the prep time between the French and, Gr- and Wimbledon, which is already like <laughs> so just, such a quick turnaround. So, but the French don't care because they said that it used to only be two weeks anyways, so nobody mm-hmm. should care. No, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> they make me not want to go there more and more? Like, right. That will be the one where I'll be like, we don't have to go.
0: That's the, that's the last Grand Slam I want to go to. I wish All Australia right. was in a better time because I have to work. But that's the, the French Open is the last
1: one I would want to go to. Yeah, me too. Me too.
0: Okay, so next topic. Next hot topic. So, yes, I'm stopping my alarm. So, the next topic, sticking with the theme of clay. I don't know if you heard the T-T. He, he, huh, but, yes, um, um, Uncle Tony is now officially coaching Felix Alex. Alla, what's his name? Felix Alex. Alex, no, Felix Aga Alazim. Yes, there we go. So he is officially coaching him,
1: and we're going to see how that works out. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I mean, we can't tell about how your voice sounds. I mean, this is my voice. So I'm sorry if you oh. guys can't tell that I think it's going to be so interesting. Oh my God. It's just like, I can't there we go. Like Oh my God. Like, what do you think is going to happen? There we go. Yeah.
0: Come on. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean, listen, I one, I'm surprised by that for a few reasons. One, I had no idea because I don't know anything about what's happening in the news. I didn't even know that Prince Philip had passed away until today. And the men had a funeral and everything. And I love the Royals. And I didn't even catch that. So that just shows you where, where my brain has been. He's been busy
0: adulting. He's been working.
1: That's interesting. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't know nothing about Uncle Tony as a coach. I just know him as a part of Nadal's team and Nadal's <laughs> Former coach, and so you know, you just associate that with somebody who knows how to play. Right. We would we would imagine that he had something to do with the player that is Rafael Nadal. So right. it can't be a bad thing for for Felix, or maybe it can. He's kind of he's kind of like the Richard Williams of Nadal's life. Like obviously, their
0: upbringing is different because they grew up in a different area and more affluent than the Williams sisters. But he was the one that coached Nadal as like as a junior, brought him up, so he actually knows the game. Um, had been exposed to tennis clubs and tennis clinics and all those things. So he was Nadal's official coach. So maybe five years ago, when Carlos Moya officially joined. And Carlos Moya and Uncle Tony, they were coaching Nadal at the same time. And then Nadal said it was a little bit confusing having the two voices. So Uncle Tony removed himself, and now he is the director of Rafael Nadal's Academy. So that's his job. So he's still getting them coins. So a few months ago, Felix's team approached Uncle Tony about possibly coaching him, and he's been training at Rafael Nadal's Academy when he's not at tournaments. And late this week, he made it official, um, and he's going to be coaching him. Their first tournament together is going to be the Monte Carlos Masters, which starts actually started yesterday. But by the time you guys hear this episode, it will already be started. He plays Christian Garin in the first round. They're one and one in their head-to-head. Um, and both matches have been on clay. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Um, one of our followers um, at the Malcolm um, tagged us in something when we the news broke. And he was like, this could be what helps Felix win his first title. Because, you know, Felix has been in seven finals, hasn't won a title yet. So maybe, you know, if you coach somebody like Nadal, you can help tr- give Felix some of those that mental toughness or whatever. So, yeah, he's officially his new coach, and there's pictures of them practicing together. Um, There's pictures of them, like him on the clay. Um, He's good on clay. Um, His legs look good on clay. Um, So it'll be interesting to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't fault him for – I applaud him for trying to figure out why he can't win the final. So good on him for going and making changes where he feels like it's necessary. A lot of people his right. age wouldn't do that. They would just be like, one, they would give up or crumble, or they would be stubborn and just be like, I'm going to figure it out on my own. Right. Um, he's a smart kid, I feel like. And I think he definitely wants to be as good as he can be and is willing to do whatever right. it takes to make that happen.
0: He didn't know his own strength. He'd crack down. Don't yeah. You mm-hmm. will not crumble. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i do i think it'll be interesting i i'm excited about it um we may not get immediate results he may not win his first tournament but i think this is a good addition to his team
1: what if he got uh, to play the down
0: oh right, girl sweetie so uncle tony said he's not getting involved in that if he ever runs into having to play in a doubt what he's going to do is he's not sitting in either box he's not going to be in felix's box he's not going to be in a Dow's box he's like i am still the director of his academy that is still my family. I'm not getting in the middle of that, so he just won't be there for the match. I
1: don't know about that girl, because you uh, you gonna charge me less money?
0: You know, because you know, I think for that for that match, there needs to be a
1: deduction of pay. Is this not? <laughs> the, is this not when I need you the most? Right, <laughs> when I'm playing somebody who may be who is an, 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 mm, arguably one of the greatest of all not, time. Right, yeah, but I was gonna say the best clay like, court player ever. Right, gonna, like like, but this one you don't want to come.
0: So you know, you gonna give me my you gonna run me my coins? You right. Run me my coins? So like if I win this match, I'm not paying you for this win. Right. So every every win after this match is you're not getting paid for it. Is that what we're saying?
1: <laughs> no, we need to talk. We should feel you need to talk to us. We can help you. Right. Okay. Oh well that's okay. Next topic.
0: I love this, um, buddy. Speaking with um, Clay and coaching, I don't know if you heard, but um, Sloan Stevens, double S, has a new coach. She is officially being coached by Darian King, um, former ATP. Well, I don't want to say former. He hasn't officially retired, but ATP player um, from Barbados. What do you think Did about that?
1: You know, I might have to think, I'm oh, dang it's not even in there, because I want y'all to be able to see my genuine reaction when I first heard this. This is a muted reaction, because <laughs> I already have this information, but I, there was bewilderment upon the face when I first heard this news. And so I just want you guys to know that I am confusion. <laughs> but go on.
0: So, yes, apparently, from my understanding, Darian and Sloan have been friends for a few years. They both played world team tennis together, been on the same team, and they've been friendly. Um, as we know, Sloan has been on a downward spiral for a very long time. She hasn't been winning matches consistently. And then she lost three family members during to COVID. So she's been kind of like dealing with that. that I don't want to say she was depressed, but, you know, she was very much not feeling happy on the court. Um, yeah, I would
1: – sorry, just going to jump in really quickly. Yeah, go ahead. I had read an article about, about her and Coco, like, losing on Sunday or whatever. And they were saying – I didn't – like, she had attended the funeral of her – like, virtually of her grandparent, like, while she was in Australia, like, playing. It's mm-hmm. like, that's crazy. And then, right. like, how were we supposed to – I mean, we didn't know that, but people were like, uh, uh. – Maybe we, I was like, oh, she's not trying to be shooting us. <laughs> <laughs> so slow. Uh, girl, we sorry. And uh, yeah, I guess you just really can't. We've talked about this on another one, but it's like this is a job for them and they have to work personal life things that they have to, like, you know, go deal with with and it. deal and deal with while working at the same time in the same way that we do. So should give grace for those things, and maybe be a little kinder before jumping to the conclusion that, you know, she just don't want to be there.
0: But we weren't trying to be mean because rightfully so, she was struggling pre COVID. Like, yeah. Sloan had been in a downward spiral since, I would say, the late part of 2018. Like the last good run she had somewhere was she went, made it to the, in 2018, she won Miami and finals of the French Open and finals. um, She made it to the finals of uh, Rogers Cup, losses, Hallop and in the finals of the year ending. So she had a good 2018, and then I don't know what happened. She just kind of, like, went down again. Um, so it was pre-COVID she was struggling. But, yeah, apparently she wanted a different voice. We all know Kwame Murray went back to the coach after she stole him back um, after he was coaching. Um, ooh, what's the girl's name from Puerto Rico? I don't blank on her name. Olympic gold medalist. Pui, yeah, Monica Pui. Ah,
1: yeah. you, you, know. you better, you better, y'all. I'm about to see
0: this. He's shaking his titties. He's shaking his titties. He
1: shaking his titties. I don't have titties, okay? Let's do this. Titties, 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 titties. Clearly, oh. we're delirious because we're doing this again. This <laughs> Go on.
0: She wanted a new voice. And she said she wanted somebody who was going to help her focus on being happy. So she's been happy on the court. So he started working with her in Miami. It became official in Charleston. And she actually won three matches at Charleston. So that was the first time she won three matches back to back to back since 2018. So that's
1: really good. I do think maybe for Sloan, she needs a coach that's fun. I think, I think that's what she needs she said. to have fun yeah. to be... It don't really matter to her about like... Don't be tough on her. Probably kind of like Osaka too. Man. I don't know. I feel like Osaka said something similar. Right. Yes, because Sasha was, She said she was too serious. Right. And so maybe this will be a good, good match for her. I don't know. I want her to do better because she's too talented to be like wasting her talent.
0: Right. I mean, I, I do agree with you. I think she needs somebody fun. I think Sloane is already someone who... Hmm. This is going to sound bad, but hear me out. I think Sloane is already somebody who is not as fully invested in tennis, where it's the end all be all of her life. Like right. to me, if she wins, she great. If she doesn't, she doesn't. So she doesn't need a coach that's going to berate her or stress her out. She just needs to have fun. Going to yeah. tournaments, ready to have fun. And like she used to say, and get that bag. Right. Um, I think this would be a nice addition. And it's a good it's a good gig for him. Darian King has been on the ATP tour for a while. He's never had major success. His highest ranking was 116 in singles. He qualified for one main draw, Grand Slam, was 2017 U.S. Open. He lost in the 1st of 100-0 in um, straight sets. He did really good on the lower tours, like Challengers and ATPs, won 16 titles there. So it will be a good switch to see. I think he's throwing his hat into the coaching ring to see how that goes. So it'll be interesting to see how they're they're partnership works.
1: Yeah. I mean, I won't say that I'll be I'll be following Sloan. So I guess I will know from what her results are if it's going well or not. Okay. Oh, and next topic. Great. Um
0: so sticking with <laughs> sticking with Clay. I know you probably haven't heard this, but there was a whole shebang, shadoodle type the whole tomfoolery child. So
1: Astra Sharma of Australia was saying who Astra Uh-huh. Sharma. Oh right, yeah. Mm-hmm. From Australia. Oh, I saw this. I saw this. Okay, saw I it, right? okay. It. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. y'all. He knows. He knows. What's yeah, yeah. He he knows, know, he knows. He you know. don't, don't know what's happening. He's up the account on Twitter. It called serving it up. T- under, serving. Oh, under, oh hey, under, wait, wait. They they it telling, up. Oh, they be, they be telling, telling me the stuff, girl. me the stuff, girl. They be telling me the stuff. Yes. So, as
0: for Sharma of Australia, she was playing a clicker tournament, and girl, the umpire lost track of the score and essentially gave the game to her opponent. So, I wrote it down. So, what ended up happening is the, her opponent double-faulted, love 15, hit a forehand in the net, love 30, and then Sharma played a good point, love 40. It was supposed to be love 40. The umpire called 40-15. So... It went from it went from what should have been love forty to forty fifteen, forty thirty. Then Sharma hit a forehand out, and the umpire called game. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, but they really must not be paying attention. They don't. I guess when you have somebody keeping score for you, you just don't be listening. So that's what I was going to ask you. So I have two questions. So
0: do you think players should be held responsible to keep up with their scores? Because, you know, you do that when you're in your junior tour and you're not a pro. And do you think umpires should be fine like, for stuff like this? Because, you know, this same thing happened to Venus at Wimbledon yeah. 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 in that dreaded tie break when the umpire game spread up from a point. So should players be responsible for keeping up with the score?
1: I think no, they should not be because that's why umpires are there. I mean, they get paid however much money they get paid to be there. They don't that's got but four jobs, you know, watch Say the ball, see if you go in or out, and keep track of the score. Say they that they out there playing the match. You know, they got a lot more stuff going. On. Say but, that, and also as well. Oh come on. I mean, I don't know though because it's like for us we keep we I can't imagine that. But even we playing I'd be forgetting what the score is. So actually I can't imagine that. So yes, I don't think you can fault the player at all. That's all on the umpire. I mean, as a player, I would think especially if I was up love 40 or right or mm-hmm. I think I would realize that something weird is happening. It's, it's, so here's the argument. So some people are saying,
0: because after she lost the game, she then started complaining and wanted the tournament referee or director to come out. But people were saying on Twitter, you can't complain after you've lost the game. You should have figured it out in the middle of the game and then stopped playing then. So th- I, that's where I was torn. Because, yes, you the game is done. Now you want to complain. And then you should have known something was wrong when you you know you won the first three points and then the umpire calls because what, what ended up happening is she won the first three points, but instead of saying love 40, the umpire said 15-30. Said then she won the next point. So it should have been 15-40. Even though the umpire was wrong, she still should have had two break points. The umpire went from 15-30 to then saying 40-15, giving the girl two game points. So the umpire was all over the place.
1: Did the umpire have your uh, orange flavor champagne? I think that's what happened. I think <laughs> because so. what the hell. I think so. What's going on? Right. Then, so they only th- literally let... This is, I think, bringing out a lot of faults, maybe because it was a smaller <laughs> tournament. But so the umpire, the only person paying attention. It's like a million people who are... there. What about the tournament? They don't have other people looking at this to make sure... Like, nobody was like, oh, right. you said that wrong. The around <laughs> like, I mean?
0: right in the back correcting him. And then on top of that, where's my team? Right. Like it, I would have been like, uh, stop. No, it's love 40. Like, so and then you know lost, did she win the game? She oh, lost, she the, lost game. the game because it was it was technically supposed to be love 40, but the umpire called 4015, and the girl won the game. And then the girl who knew she didn't right. win the game, that part and the other thing, sportsmanship. That girl took that game and went and sat her ass down and knew she was down three break points.
1: So she really didn't realize it all until after the fact. They stopped. When the umpire said, when the umpire said 1530, watch it.
0: no one stopped. They just kept going. Cause you know, you're just so focused. Right. Then the umpire said 40-15, and she stopped and she was like, Wait, what? But she didn't say anything. Then the umpire since so she won the point, then the umpire said 40 30, and she was like, then she lost the game, and that's when she started complaining.
1: So she should have won the game. She won, she had already yeah. won the game. Yeah. Ooh, girl. Yeah, you got to complain and you got to stand up for yourself. You better advocate. You advocate. Is it going off? Yeah. Next topic, right, was, well,
0: we can talk about that one more because yeah. I think I should be fine for stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. You have, oh my okay. um, so, next topic, Um, sticking with Clay really quickly. This is a really funny one. It won't take that long. Did you hear about Coco getting stuck in the envelope? The, the envelope?
1: <laughs> you got stuck in the envelope? Oh, good God. How'd it happen? Leave me alone. <laughs> 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 you say, "Tell me, tell me, girl. I want to know. I gotta hear no. this one." I'm red tea. It was a okay, priority. It was a, a priority mail envelope, girl. <laughs> <laughs> a flat fee. She got smoking in a flat fee. Flat <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. okay. Okay, though. No. Um, she got stuck in elevator. You she got stuck in an elevator. She got stuck in oh, an elevator. No, I didn't hear that. That's okay. I'm so scared for that to happen to me personally. Go
0: on. Yes, and she was playing in Charleston and after her winning her third her second or third match, she was trying to go back to her room and she got stuck in the elevator for almost an hour. Oh no. Yes, she 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 posted videos of it. People asking if she was stressed. She was on TikTok doing dances, being funny. But she said after a while she got a little a little tired of being in there, and then so she at one point she was doing a TikTok dance, and it was so funny. In the middle of the TikTok dance, you could hear the people come in and say, "Are you okay? Or are you there?" And she, her face, like because you know she's still a kiss, she was like, "Ooh, <laughs> like she got in trouble." I was like, "They don't know what you're doing in there." Right? No, can't nobody see you, girl right so that's she was so in there cool. for a while she said at one point she got tired she was like she she stood by the buzzer she just heard, she just
1: kept hitting the buzzer over and over
0: mm, mm, somebody let me out Somebody oh let me out.
1: <laughs> but was it It was at the hotel yeah and she was she was on it by herself like i know her parents were with her her parents her team nobody was there with her dang that's crazy I know that it would is- scare me so much. Right. When I saw that, I thought about you. was like he would be terrified. He would hate this. Yes. I would be like, somebody get me out of here. <laughs> like, please call 911. Emergency. Emergency. She said t- she did what a kid would do.
0: She was making TikTok videos, rapping, Nicki Minaj, Absolutely. Megan the Stallion, no, doing her <laughs> dances. So yeah, Sloan got oh, Sloan.
1: Oh my gosh. No, no more, like, more orange I'm flavor
0: None. <laughs> 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 Uh, now we know what I need to not
1: drink during <laughs> You and your, uh, shit, your mimosas, child. You're dead uh, So, yeah, she Don't got stuck worry. in the elevator, but she's okay.
0: Um, And then you mentioned something, that, um, you know, both Sloan and Coco ended up losing this week in the quarterfinals. And there was a really cute article on tennis.com that I liked, and it was like, progress is not always straightforward. Like, I, read was I really I really liked it because, you know, She's 17, and she's not going to win every match. She's not going to win every tournament. Sloan is a grand sometimes. She's not going to win every match, but they're both progressing. Um, so I really liked how they put it, that progress is a—it's about peaks and valleys and highs and lows. I thought that was
1: really cool. Yeah, and I, the thing that I've always been impressed with about her, Coco, since, you know, she beat Vince McMahon, was her ability to learn. I feel like she always – you can tell, much like Felix – well, um. Like, I think her and Felix share a similar mindset where they want to be the best that they can be. You mm-hmm. can see her trying to improve after each match. So she takes it as a learning opportunity and it's like, okay, this I this is what I need to not do next time. Right, right, and that's the right. amazing thing for somebody who is only 17, 17 now, years old. Right. So, and it, in the success she's already had, like the article also pointed out that she was in the qualifying of Wimbledon, what, like two years ago or whatever. And now she's mm-hmm. number 38 in the world. Like, so. Yeah. Trajectory. She's doing okay. And I think like she, it's crazy. Like 17, I have
0: always said, as much as people want to compare Sloan, Jesus, Coco to Serena, because Coco is, has been playing so long and she's already won a title. I've always said Coco reminds me of Venus. Like she is tall. She is thin. She's super athletic, very fast. And there are some flaws in her technique. Like mm-hmm. her second serve is not that strong. She's going to work on that. Her forehand is, has its yips, but her backhand is beautiful. She reminds me of a young Venus. And at 17, we saw what Venus did. We saw that jump for Venus as well. Even though Venus turned pro at 14, her dad didn't let her play fully on the tour until 97 when she was 17. And what did she do? She made it to the US Open final. So I am keeping my eye on to see what Coco does this year as as she's 17, because I've always thought she was like a baby Venus.
1: Yeah, I think, I think <clears throat> that I won't finish that thought because you're alone you, know, gonna... you can go ahead and finish it because it's going to connect to the next one. Oh, okay. Well, I think that there, will, there are big things in her future. If not this year, then, you know, the following year. She's right. getting there. It's just a matter of when. It
0: is, and I think that's a perfect segue to our um, last hot topic. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, but talking about Coco and how she reminds me of Venus, um, Renee Stubbs... Did an interview with Venus on her podcast. Um, if you follow their pages, at Racket Magazine, and it came out on the tenth. Have you heard it? Have you? Have, did you see any tweets about it? No, but I'm
1: writing it down now because I'm gonna look it up.
0: You, when I tell you, first of all, you know I rarely listen to um, stuff because I, I'm, I am really bad at listening to the podcast, even though we have a podcast. But I'm getting better.
1: So I, I don't saw the, people that. That's well, not I, true. Know, he loves podcasts. You should. all love them too.
0: He has has really gotten me into podcasts. I I was not a podcast person before, but he's gotten me into podcasts. But she she does interviews with different tennis players, and she finally got Venus. And when I tell you it was one of the most candid, Venus was so comfortable, and they were laughing, it is a great interview. Like, take time and listen out. Like, Venus just shares things about when she was younger. Um, um, Renee talks about how Venus is one of the most – or the most caring person she's ever met. She talks about when she first met Venus when she was thirteen. Venus answers some questions that she normally doesn't answer. <laughs> they talk about how her and Serena are the worst pre-match interviewees in tennis oh, history. God,
1: really, <laughs> <Yes.
0: laughs> that's funny. Venus was so real. Venus said because they were like, "Why are y'all so bad?" Venus Venus literally said, and I'm paraphrasing. She was like, "Because I don't care nothing about your question. I am on the court in the match." <laughs> ah, yeah dead Venus is like she was like I don't know to, I don't know how to say I don't care anything about this question like you're asking me this question I'm already in the first game so I don't want to do it I don't that's not i never want to do it and she was like you're so bad at it and we're friends she was like I just don't want to do it I don't want to talk to people before the match because I'm too focused um, so they talked about that they talked about Australia 2017 when Venus said looking at Olympia and her Olympic like her athletic body she said it's definitely not fair it was definitely two against one um she actually said the first time she admitted that she knew serena was pregnant before serena told her she said she had figured it out as the big sister but she was waiting for serena to say something and serena did tell her before the australian Open, so she knew going into the final but she's like i knew before serena told me she Um, told her
1: before the australian open started
0: yes so
1: she knew the whole
0: time yes oh so she knew going into it that she, she was pregnant Um, But she said, you know, she said, I'm still a competitor. I still wanted to play. I still wanted to win. One thing you have to listen to, which I thought it was so cool hearing her bring this up. I don't know if you can visualize the picture of Venus and Serena at the net at the Australian Open final in 2017. Venus has the biggest smile on her face and her hand around Serena. And Serena is standing there with both hands to her side looking like and she talked about that picture and how it's so indicative of them and how like she is so proud, prideful of like being the big sister her projects. And Serena was like, "It's just another player. She's just another player. She's just another player." Mm-hmm. And like talking about like that image was so just indicative of a lot of their careers. Um, Venus was very candid. Like I loved it. Like she talked. Ooh, she talked about um the the fight for like equal prize money um, and how. It was a battle that started earlier on, and then, you know, it just so happened that they finally got it done in 2007. So Renee asked her about, like, well, how was that dealing with all of that while you're playing a tournament? She was like, to me, it wasn't anything extra because, to me, right is right. So, like, I, this is what you should be doing. She she reminds me so much of, like, a modern-day Billie Jean King Um So as we all know, historically, she went and had a meeting the day before having to play the Wimbledon final. And then I think the universe aligned and it was perfect. She won the first Wimbledon final where the women and the men received the same amount of money in 2007 against Bartoli, which was perfect. And I thought this was hilarious. So Venus said that all these girls need to give her her 10 percent <laughs> <laughs> since now they get paid the same she was like she's like I should have put that in the clause that yes, the one. you should should retro, she retro, retro to be paid
1: retroactively
0: okay <laughs> yeah so equal prize so it was just, it was interesting it was funny she was open she was laughing like she like she was just you know Venus is often she comes off as often being very quiet um, and reserve, but she said that's really not who she is. She just gets so focused on the court, but she's like, she's really goofy. She, she says she compares herself to Monfis on the practice court when she's practicing. And like her coach wants her to bring that attitude onto the court.
1: Um, Girl, so we, ain't we ain't never seen you do after we've seen you practice quite a few times and you always look like you don't want to be there. But I guess when nobody's watching, she says she's very I mean, goofy. We know that she's goofy. Like, I feel like anybody, we follow her on Instagram and stuff. You know they're silly. Like, that whole video thing they did when they was at the restaurant. Like, I was like you she guys said, are ridiculous. She said that is more of her than people realize. Right.
0: Um, people, are, people are, like, surprised when she does that. But she's like, that's who she is. But for whatever reason, like, you know, it's her job. She gets a little bit more focused or, like, stoic on the court.
1: Well, that makes sense. That's funny that she admitted that. I mean, you you can't not admit it, girl. Y'all be dead these people like you don't know them. I'm like, it could probably be their mama. And she would be like, OK, right. I <laughs> like, why y'all like um, right? I'm, I'm just here to do my best. I'm just literally that's what they say. They should just they should just insert that. when they, And Venus Williams is why we're not even going to interview her. She's just here to do her best.
0: That's what, re, that's what Renee said. She said the next time I interview I'm just going to say just go ahead.
1: Right, it's just we can, we know what you're gonna say. Yes, no. I'm gonna try my best. Okay, bye. Focused. <laughs> she said she's gonna let it go. She's like,
0: she's like, um, because Venus did a video and she was doing like the the gun thing. So she said, um, well, the next time I interview I'm just gonna tell you to go ahead. And she's like, I'm gonna turn back and I'm gonna be like. <laughs> <laughs> It was such yeah, a amazing. interview. I loved it from beginning to end. So if you have not heard it, please take some time and listen. I'm still missing things. I'm just just some of the highlights. Venus gives a little bit of information about Serena. Some things that we learned about her, there are their other sisters, their family. Should
1: to, um, that should be our next. And our we listen to it, and then we can talk about it together. When I look, so we both can go over all of it. I mean, if you want, to, it was dope. She talks about how people need to put some
0: mother effing respect. On Richard Williams' name, she's like, oh. she don't think he gets the respect he deserves. He changed the game. She's like, yes, me and Sweet are the ones I heard playing, but it was Richard Williams. He's the one. He's like, nobody was hitting open stands, backhands before us, the power. She was like, so it was very nice. It was very open. And I think it's because her and Renee actually are really good friends, which I didn't realize. They're like, call each other. They communicate. So they're actually friends. Um, So it was a really dope interview. So I definitely, definitely want to talk about it. Y'all should check it out.
1: Yeah, I will look it up and I'll find it. And I'm going to put the link to a couple of these things, the cocoa in the elevator thing, the wrong score thing. And I'll put this the link to this interview in the description so you guys can find it easily because we got it. We like it nice mm-hmm. and <laughs> we're going to go. Yes, we are. Because that got really weird. <laughs> and so we're so sorry. Or actually, you know, maybe you guys like Sorry, not life. sorry. I don't know. Yeah, As being associated in the interview, sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Well, that was fun, actually. I liked it.
0: Right. It was a nice little, like, hot fire, like, every five minutes we switched. Like, because you, then you got to get your thoughts out really quickly. We should yeah, do it again.
1: Yeah. Maybe we'll do that again. Yeah. Yeah. I All like. right. Well, thank you guys for listening to us once again. This is Serving Up, and I'm you, and he's me. And... We, <laughs> that's what you always say. Well, you said he's me. Is that not what you say? I'm me? Oh, right. You're right. You're yeah, I right. see. But I thought you, you said like he was me like I'm you. I'm like, I'm not you. I'm me. No. I, I said I, I at understand. the beginning of the thing that I'm you, and you always say that you're me. I'm me. me. Exactly. Yes. So I'm okay. you and he's me. Keep so up. Yes, thank
0: y'all for checking us out. Continue to follow us on, on Twitter at serving underscore it underscore up. Um, Thank you to all of our new followers. So many new followers. We love you guys. Um, We're going to keep chatting with you guys um, and just, you know, engaging. We love you guys.
1: Yeah, we we definitely enjoy uh, interacting with you. And thank you for listening, like we always say. Uh, Also, like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and rate us and leave comments. And just tell us that you think we're amazing. All of those things. Yeah, please. I
0: don't I mean, know why we're doing
1: these weird things either, but it sounds so good. Um, okay, guess what? Is your blood chill? low? Oh, isn't it? Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>